just so everybody knows, we've just successfully eaten mac and cheese. And killed Tiamat. Yeah. No, it's a red dragon okay, with an infinity stone inside of her. <laughs> no, it's not Wait, it's an infinity stone? I thought it was a, They're kind of it like was the a conjuration stone. stone. No, it's evocation. evocation. Oh, an evocation, evocation stone. stone. All right, so the gang. Is all here. The crew. The they boys. make it back to the Ooh. gangbusters. Makes it back to the organization of balance. You get a little brief scolding by your wife. That makes sense. That who's makes upset sense. that yeah. after being gone for two years, yeah. you, you go left for without saying weeks. goodbye <laughs> for, like for weeks. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what yeah. you, she loves you. So you're able to kind of I'm gonna, like, explain to her for that the next, it's like, like hundred years, an end of the world sort of situation. You needed to like, yeah. Where is the, my super suit? The 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 free people of Middle Earth, and that's it to prevent cool. Voldemort's rise to power. Yeah, and uh, nothing happens for like another week or so, and you're all sort of just at the organization, kind of just holding, kind the- of reconciling <laughs> the events that had happened. Korat's just holding the thing, just like. After after about a week and a half, you're all sitting in a lounge somewhere in the school, and there's a knock on the door. And in walks this silver white haired, uh, kind of darker skinned, blue dragon eyed uh, elf man. Hey, buddy. Hey, we were waiting. Yep. Uh, yes. What What did you want us to do with this thing? You handled the situation perfectly, might I say? Oh um, yeah, you so you saw you saw your boy come back. Well, that was sort of why we decided to leave it in your care for a little while, just in case he were to, you know, attack or something like that. Uh, we wanted to see if we could potentially draw him out to actually, yeah, so take he, up I arms mean, against you. Like he said, what? he was going to come, like get it from you guys at some point. So yeah, we'll, well be dead, of course. So. I mean, he is now our enemy, and thusly we will. Treat what you're holding there with the utmost respect and care, and he just kind of extends a hand. Question. You have an empty seat at your table, and this is incredibly powerful, and I don't quite understand what it is, but how do you fill that seat? You saw him fight. It's not as much about abilities... There are really only two criteria, and I'm not sure you meet either of them. And he gives like a sort, like a like a smirk, um, at the red, the three of you who are standing nearby, uh, and he says, "So the first is that, uh, on your own right, you have to have made yourself into an immortal being." Oh well, no, and and that's the smirk. <laughs> And the second is typically oh, um, everyone who sits at the table has become a sort of um, archmage. Uh, no, all, no. We're all of the more of the wizarding side of things, but... Um, Understood. How familiar. Rules, um, rules are made to be broken. How can we at least check in on this? magic really is. Um, I think the chorus just like ignoring yeah. the rest of his sentence. <laughs> Rules are meant to, okay. <laughs> That's fine. But what are we going to do? Um, I can't really let you just visit whenever. No, whenever, but I know. could let you know if something went wrong. Like if, I don't know, stolen or something, we could send you a message message. 
message? Yeah, like a double message. Like, I'll hear it twice, so it's like really important. Mm. And Brimley, get your act together. For emphasis. 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 I just said that. I just said that. See, it means more when it's said a second time. It holds out his hand again. When it's said a second time. No. What if we were able to hide it in a place that nobody would ever find it? Do you have some kind of idea? Well, I couldn't tell you, because then you'd know where to find it. Well, I suppose that's true. But what if your idea is stupid? Uh, trust me, I don't think it's stupid. I, I didn't know. I don't <laughs> know if I should trust you with something this important. Well, you guys, you guys remember the idea. What do you guys think? Here's so, the beautiful thing. You can hand it to They me. don't know who he is, so... And if you want... To protect you and your family, I can even make it so you don't even remember that you gave it to me at all. Uh, no. Maybe these guys, yeah, but I don't have family. Well, it doesn't I, make a difference. I like knowing stuff. Oh, wait. I mean, I have you guys. It, it doesn't make a difference because... If, I mean, he's going to come after us for what? You guys don't care about us. Oh, it's not fair. I didn't say that. Well, well really if it comes to. to the greater good of the realm or our lives, I don't think you're picking our lives, well, which is fine. And that's even more of a reason to hand it over. I mean, our foe is not stupid. He's not going to waste his time while trying to kill you for something you don't even have anymore. I project next to him Moonbeam. What are you doing in my school? And he looks to the side. Magic. How do I know you're not him? Oh. Could we have killed him? You want me to step inside this weird power of... It might hurt a little, but I think you could take it. Oh, I could definitely take it. And... It will reveal if you're a shape changer. Interesting. Well, there's an unfortunate issue with that, is that I am a shape changer. But I'd rather you not see what I really look like. Oh, I want it. probably a dragon. Look at his eyes. Oh, yeah. So then I do zone of truth. <laughs> and he smiles and you see these like sharp, very sharp canines. Uh, okay, never mind. I dispel both. <laughs> <clears throat> I wouldn't know. I don't know if we do. You you would probably get quite a kick out of it. Me? I would say. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then again, if I don't know what your true form looks like, then if I'm assuming both of you guys wouldn't have a true form. Wait, but you'd be more dragon-like. Your eyes. Are you Are you trying to cast magic on me? I mean, I haven't yet. I, I'm being truthful with you. Please. There's something you want to ask. I have nothing Do to ask. we give him the stone? Uh, I think so. It's really better for you. Uh, for whatever you think of... Uh, thank you. You <clears throat> let me know if it gets lost. I will do just that. Two questions. Could we have attacked that guy? Probably no. And two, yeah, yeah. can we see who you are, what you are? Uh, you could have, but I don't 
even if you destroyed that body of his, he's got more. Okay. So it's really, it's not. I'm not worth it. But, uh, is he a shape changer too? No, he's who he says he is. Is everything, are his other bodies simulacrum? Mm. Yeah, I learned that word. Something of something of that sort. Clone. Oh, so uh, it's so a hair more perverse. Oh, so it's like it's uh, instead of that, it's soliloquy. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I will let you know. Something ever goes wrong. I must say to you, the Goblin Splooshes, thank you, not only for this, but for all your services to Atrun. It has been something of a pleasure watching you. Do what we do. Raise a once-dead evil uh, mage, hellbent on destroying a troon, but actually putting him down for good. That's how we do! I <laughs> give my heartfelt thanks. And he puts his hand over his heart. But I must be off. And he begins to cast a spell uh, to teleport away. And before he does, he says, Oh, and Winda, mm-hmm. all hail the platinum dragon. He gives a wink, and he teleports away. <gasps> oh, no! Wow. Alex is... Oh, oh. Cool. Lost. Cool. That was Bahamut. He's Bahamut. Oh. Neat. Oh, my Bahamut. I'm only telling you that because this is the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Even- and thus ends the final epilogue of sorts of the Goblin Splooshers. So, and the screen sort of fades to black. As this chapter comes to a close. And so we move forward in increments in time and Korath. Yeah, where, does, um, where does the story go from here? Korath would just kind of be, I think, over the centuries, Korath would just kind of come to the terms that, like, he is, he, he realizes that, like, oh, the, <laughs> the reason. The, the, the reason, like, I guess part of, like, the thing that seems weird to him is because he doesn't know of any Goliaths that have gotten as old as he has. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he really doesn't register the fact that, like, oh, right, I'm not supposed to, like, that's why I'm not getting wrinkly and stuff. It's not just because, like, Goliaths just don't age and they just die because they're not tough enough. Like, Korath just, he's he is immortal and that, like, is a big blow to, like, everything because the entire beginning of his life. I mean, if he can consider it part of his, the, the pre brotherhood of the brotherhood timeless. of the timeless yeah. Korath, like it doesn't even seem like someone he ever was anymore. And he just has, he just has ghosts now, like just like as far as his memories and like the, the people he occasionally revels with. So he just wanders the wastes of the worlds. Um, occasionally, finding himself uh, within a ca- an encampment or a settlement. And I guess he would stop by Stromals to check in with Brimley and maybe he makes his way up to the North Pole to see if he can even find Jinta. Um, but that's the, he at one point thought like, oh, maybe I just hang out on the seas so my earthquakes won't do anything. But like when he lets out a big one unintentionally, mm. He, he he probably realized really quick that it just causes gigantic tsunamis that like devastate yeah. coastal cities. So he uh, spends his time between the material plane and the yeah. elemental plane of Earth. And I will say that that in your in his like 
years, he's sort of like working with his power comes not from Tremor, but from Tremor and the earth and himself and his ancestors. And so he, he, in a weird way, this being that was at one point just your horse. Yeah. Uh, it becomes and takes sort of like a guide and mentorship yeah. role of trying to help you sort of like sort through your sources of power and to sort of control them. And I'm, and I'm sure like over the, the, the decades and centuries, the path that he, the path that he actually walks upon starts to resemble more of a fault line. Mm. And um, he just, over time, his presence in the, on that on that pathway just alters the the shape of the environment. Yeah, and he falls into legend. And I'll say that that as you know, he over the years, legend. decades pass, you know, and you know the kind of founding members of the organization of balance and of the Alward family, you know, age and die and stuff. There is like less of a you know, a tether, a connecting point to the school. Yeah. But uh, as Korath sort of fades into legend, this, you know, man of rock, traveling, changing fault lines. What about Windar? He'll return to his family and take a solo expedition, the Quar, but not before writing a few more ballads mm. and of course about the the adventures that they've all gone on some that he can't really speak about because he wasn't there like when he died on the god's peak but there's still things to write about there like dying on the god's peak so um hence his new single dying on the god's peak <laughs> but anyway um coming this fall <laughs> <laughs> in theaters now coming this summer um, but, uh, it's pretty much it in that respect. Like he, when he goes to Quar, it's to deal with his, his family it, his biological family and come to terms with, well, not really come to terms, just throw the truth at their doorstep. Like, Hey, remember me <laughs> and where he's at, he, if there's a roll of D20, to see if he slaughters his family. The what? Not his like family he made, Just you know? This. Oh, that's a big coin. That's a, that's too big of a coin. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Odds yes, even no. Uh yeah, he kills his <laughs> he kills his adopted family that was in Quar. And oh, with okay. his, yeah, no, not his I'm wife. Thinking, his yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. It doesn't go that kind of full blown Joker. But he goes, he just like, you know, goes back, says, "Hey, it's me." Um, bye bye. He's just like, <laughs> um, yeah, you guys suck, and I'm just here to murder you. And that's pretty much how that goes. And he comes back and just, you know, contemplates his life as a horrible humanoid, and um, occasion occasionally sends and sees how it is. But mainly, his legacy is. Through his music and keeping the Goblin Splishes alive through that. And I'm sure Keck will help with that because he's Keck. And so as like story and myth of the mountain man who walks through the the mountain pass, you know, in a very similar way, these songs of, of Windar get passed down and 
end up being sung in bars and taverns, uh, you know, not just around a troon, but, but throughout. What about Genta? I mean, we've sort of already covered it, but, you know. So I'm Santa. That's pretty much it. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. yeah I would say Junta just continues, uh, goes back to the North Pole and focuses on uh, his duties as Santa. So it's really just trying to make Christmas uh, great again, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no uh, so, but just, I don't know, I guess trying to just make, erase the idea of the new Santa idea. So that's like, bitch, my biggest goal is just, Hey guys, I am just Santa, you know. There's no new okay. Santa. There's no new Santa. It's just, it's just fine. Santa is Santa. Santa is Santa. Is, yeah. Santa has always Santa since Santa ever yeah. Santa. Santa's Santa's Santa. the role, not the not the <laughs> yeah. person, you know. He stands so, at the podium and says, I'm Santa. Yeah. So uh you know, trying to figure I mean, I guess trying to learn how to be Santa, you know, there's gotta be a good way of doing this. I don't know if it's the stress that goes into checking, you know, making the list, checking it twice. I don't know if there's a better way of doing it. So there's not really anybody teaching me how to be Santa, you know? So there's going to be a lot of learning. So, well, yeah, just bring joy to the, the, the kids of all the different universes I've come over and helping with holiday meetings and sequestering any issues like we had dealt with. But So years in the future, Decades, centuries pass. Korath, you're still trudging that mountain paths. Again, the songs of Windar are being sung in, in beer halls and taverns and festivals all through the world. Korath, you are uh, meditating one day, sitting crisscross applesauce on a large rock and just feeling your connection with the earth. And a deep worry fills your heart. Junta, in the North Pole, your, you feel the connection to your list. You feel there's, so, there's something in the winds that's changing. And you begin looking through the names, looking through the names. Brimbley. 600 years in the future we see an old, old Brimbley sitting in a comfortable chair in a deep, deep basement section of the Organization of Balance. And standing next to him is a youngish man who has a sort of blue complexion. Actually looks pretty human but there are some earmarks of Ganassi blood in him. And he is over at a counter and he's taking potions down from shelf. He's mixing things together. I'm, I'm almost done. Oh, can you, can you just, just a little honey? You know, it's always a little bitter. I know, I know, I know. Add some. And, he, and he, he finishes mixing this potion together. He brings it over to you. And he says, here, are you, are you sure? Oh, yeah. All right. It's time. And he hands you the potion. Um, Brimley takes the potion, uh, 
all his stuff is kind of like around him in his chair. Like he's got like his old armor, his, his staff, kind of everything that he used in life. Um, and kind of looks around at it and then looks at uh, a descendant. And then uh, he, he kind of meditatively just kind of looks at the potion in his hands. He goes, you know, I've tried to maintain balance in this land for centuries. My friends have moved on and don't come back anymore. You're the last of my line. The storied legends of my gill's actions are, are held in song thanks to Windar. But my love of my life is long gone. I've grown so tired. This organization works hard to prevent calamity, but there's been too many crises because we didn't prevent them early enough. I wish I knew this centuries ago. It just... Don't look back on me too unkindly. And then with that, he kind of closes his eyes and uh, drinks the potion pretty deeply. And he drinks it in and he sits there in a chair and his breathing slows and his great, 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 great. Grandson? I don't know if I that got the right number. Is, that sounds like, like that. it might be too much. Genie? Genie blood? Genie blood doesn't make you last a little longer? Says, There's been a lot of cross. Says, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's been diluted. Yeah. He, uh, he stands there and watches as your eyes close. And Brimley dies. Sitting in that armchair. And then across the room, in a tank made of glass or crystal, filled with fluid, and inside a much younger Brimley. Jerk. <laughs> Looking back, there are several tanks with several Brimleys in various stages of development. <laughs> but in this one in particular, his eyes open, and you begin to drown in the fluid and your great, 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 great grandson runs over and pulls a lever that drains the fluid out and naked you, you stand up and he opens the tank so you can get out. So are you, are you, are you okay? Um, Brimley, the new Brimley. Young. This time I developed my body to have a raspy voice. <laughs> and I'm also taller. He, uh, he walks over to his stuff and kind of slowly puts on his, his like uh, archmage robes, grabs a staff, puts on his battle plate armor over the robes just to really uh, cement the image. Takes a deep breath and looks around the room before looking back at his uh, son or great grandson mm -hmm. by lots of times. <laughs> And kind of holds a staff like at his side and says, It's time we do this the right way, since nobody else can. Tell the warriors to get ready. The troon is ours. Oh, you jerk! And Korath, you feel this anxiousness builds in your heart. Jinta, as you find the name on the list, you see moved permanently to the naughty side, blazoned in fire red, is Brimley Coral. Lauren Oliver. <laughs> that is where we'll end our time. Nice. This is gonna hurt. I imagine. I imagine you just looking at your corpse, looking at your descendant, and just be like, "Get him out of here!" And then you smoke a cigarette. <laughs>
<laughs> Get rid of this filth. Just lighting a cigarette. <laughs> well, listen, people. We're we're gonna make another episode uh, right now. That was the end, but we're gonna record one kind of last thing where we just sort of talk about the podcast a little bit. I answer some questions. I'm gonna be very very honest because. I really thought at some point we'd do a second campaign and we're not going to, at least with this world and all this stuff. So I will answer any unknowns. We've Uh, done too much to it. (laughs) If you have any questions, you can email me, by the way, at thisisgonnahurtdm at gmail.com. I will answer any of your questions, honestly. Um, Thank you for listening all these years. Uh, We love you lots. For those of you who have stuck with it, all these these stories later. Millennia. Yeah. Um, It's been fun. It's been odd. It's been weird. It's been bad. It's been good. Thank you. And uh, that's it. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Is Gonna Hurt. We'd just like to take a moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you. So thank you to Austin, Frederick, JJ, Jordan, Justin, LA Brenton, Michael, Necroscope7, Neil, and Scott. Thank you for all your support.